As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The Adventures of Batman. Welcoming you to the new adventures of Batman. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Batman on Film podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Greb. And hey, Garrett. Today... Garrett. What? Um... Not... No, not yet. Yeah. No, what? this is a different show. Welcome oh. to Batman Animation. That's what this one is. Oh, Batman is ep- episode nine. I am senior BOF contributor Ryan Lauer. And with me, you heard his angelic voice. Uh, usually you hear it on the BOF podcast. It's Minnesota's finest, Garrett Greb. A little confused. Uh, yeah, uh, Ryan, um, my apologies. We should have talked about this, this in advance. I've been pretty derelict in my oh, duties yeah. over on the main show, and I really need to get back into Bill's good graces. So, um, you know, I, I jumped the gun. That's yeah, on me. You did. Um, can we just tell him that I hosted this one so I'm, I'm earning my senior contributor label? Or, I mean... I don't want to, you know, you know me, I have a high sense of integrity. I don't want to do that. Listeners, we're going to get an actual BOF episode out um, that I will put together and do my duty for. It's been a little hectic. I'm coaching a bunch of kids in football this fall and work's been crazy. Yes. And if you hear me sniffling, I have been um, a victim of some sort of plague, but they got me on antibiotics. I'm on the comeback and I'm ready to talk about cartoons. So we'll do this the right way, Lauer. Thank you. Uh, for indulging, well, I, I think we're gonna just we're gonna, I've, I've got it. I've got it here. Okay, here we go. Welcome to episode nine of Batman Animation, a Batman on film podcast revisiting the animated adventures of the Cape Crusader. This is your Midwest co-host team, BOF senior contributor Ryan Lauer and Derek Rev. There, nailed it. There we oh, go. We got now it. we're back, we're back on, on track. Ah, <laughs> oh, look at Midwest brains. <laughs> Midwest friend. See, we never skipped a beat. Uh, Garrett, I'm, I, this is, I, it's always a tr- uh, real pleasure getting to talk on the podcast with my Texas roommate. Um, how you, I mean, you just kind of explained, so I can't even ask how you're doing. Uh, you're getting, you got through a plague. You're a survivor. I'm proud of you. I'm a hero. But, I think some yeah. people would say a lot of people <laughs> in the face of adversity like this would just give up. Um, you know, I, I'm a big tough man. I don't know if you mm-hmm. know that about me. Oh yeah. Well, you're and tall. You are a big well, man. Yeah, <laughs> you are I can lift. Man. I can lift heavy things. Um, 
Uh, one of my best friends, one time we were, we were moving, this was in our twenties and I lifted a big, heavy piece of furniture by myself. And, uh, and I'm, he, he goes, did you just move that dresser all by yourself? I said, yeah, I'm, I'm a big does man. that, does that make me a man? He goes, it means you have the strength of a man. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, that's fair. That's, that's fair. But you know, big, strong men don't like to go to the doctor. And I was just suffering for so long. I went in finally in the, they put me on all sorts of meds and, you know, 24 hours later, I'm actually able to record a podcast. I did not record my fantasy football podcast this week oh, no. because of how rough a shape I was. So if Matt Renshaw is listening to this, he might, he might send me some angry tweets about how I can show up for Batman and not for the fantasy bros. Well, you know what? Maybe the, all the fantasy bros to get their Garrett Grubb fix, they will come to Batman animation. So there you go. Strategic. There's going to be a spike and downloads for this episode. I just know it. So, you know, we're talking about how we're big men, we're big, strong men and big, strong men love to talk about Batman and animation, specifically super friends, even more specifically the episode, the super friends meet Frankenstein. Hold it right there. Dr. Frankenstein, your infamous family has created evil and fear long enough. Oh yeah. Frankenstein, the monster, Hmm. big, strong, Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's man. New man theme. Of, of big, sorts. strong. Big, strong man. Yeah. <laughs> is the theme Break, of this. Breaking discussion. things. We even get a big, strong Robin in this one, but I don't want to jump too far ahead. And yeah. seasonally appropriate, right? Like this is yes. this is borderline a, a spooky. This is as spooky episode. as Garrett can get. Oh, yeah. With, uh, this, with content. My tolerance levels. It's got to be it's got to be uh, child friendly for my tender, tender heart. And of course, <laughs> Super Friends was always good about that with the. Uh, the rather restrictive child entertainment mm-hmm. guidelines of the 70s and early 80s until the great communicator Ronald Reagan broke those down and we got to have G.I. Joe and Thundercats yeah. and Masters of the Universe to some extent. What a time to be alive. Yeah, uh, so childhood. tracking down some information on this episode was fun. Oh um, one one thing that I did happen to see was that this this episode originally aired November 3rd, 1979. The show, so we, I am not very knowledgeable on the Super Friends uh, series itself and its different names and incarnations, etc. But at this at this point in 1979, it was called the World's Greatest Super Friends, yes. and I saw a variety of things uh, on on the line. On the interwebs, uh, I saw like series four, episode seven, and series they also met was like season four, episode seven. On the IMDb, this episode was uh, season one, episode seven. They have it marked down, but that I think is because of the incarnation Title of the change, world's greatest super friends. Yeah. yeah, and then if you're if you're listening and you haven't watched this episode, it's available on HBO Max on Super Friends season five five episode seven a yeah, big curveball so, so maybe if you take the season four mm-hmm. uh which is what the listing i i found also says plus the imdb of season mm-hmm. one and you add those together ryan four plus one <laughs> is five yeah. and hbo max went with that you know maybe big, it's a little math lesson involved here but big I, strong I, men I, are also big smart men yeah you, do you the gotta math. have big you strong brains yeah, that's advanced mathematics. I like to flex that in front of the children, um, yes. so they know that dad's the big brain in the house. <laughs> um, but I too, the 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 history of Super Friends is a weaving, storied history. I mean, very mm-hmm. long run, number of different networks. Um, 
Ryan Haas is actually a bit more of an expert on that subject. I've learned some things from him during the pandemic, you know, when we're all sitting around at home, we weren't going anywhere or doing anything or seeing any people in real life. Um, digging into super friends history was something that I, you know, a little rabbit hole I chased down for a couple of weeks and I learned a bit, but it is once you start getting into like DVD releases, that's where things are really wild. Cause that's mm-hmm. just, this seems like there's no rhyme or reason across any of it. Yeah. I mean, wild is just kind of it. I think that's, that's why I'm, I don't know. It's hard to track down them for the information that to all this information that does line up so yeah our number one source to go to for this would be the sheriff himself ryan haas who uh, any of you who haven't listened back the first episode of batman animation was with ryan haas and we actually talked an episode of super friends yeah <gasps> so from the last season of super friends which yeah, right. really kind of marked a evolution in the animation style and direction in a number of ways that's mm-hmm. i think that's one of the most interesting things about super friends for me is the different iterations across the timelines and the cast and sort of the focus. Um, but that, that, that final kind of superpowers, super friends series um, that, that was some peak stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that was really the the jumping board for a lot of what the DCAU ended up being kind of, you yeah. can find some roots back in that season. That's, we're not talking about that season. We're talking no, about, we're talking about when, when they met Frankenstein and you, you mentioned that it's very timely because yes, this is the Halloween season. Frankenstein, of course, and the Universal Monsters are popular this time of year. And actually, I did not know this, and I have not watched these. I need to track them down. But this was the third time that the Super Friends met one of the the you know Universal Monsters. And that there's also an episode where they meet Dracula. And then bef- yeah. I think the year prior to this, and then the year prior to that, they met the Mummy. So that's fun, future, spooky material. Uh, to track down next year maybe if batman animation still around i, I did I, I we won't i don't want to spoil any potential future episodes okay i will share with the listeners that the grev boys and i have watched just recently because we're watching our spooky content in the grev house that doesn't mean you're watching um whatever new halloween movie comes out um halloween john carpenter halloween that is not oh, yes. like you know the weird disney which movies that you like. Um, <laughs> uh, but we watched the the Dracula episode and the boys had some very interesting observations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got to share with them around children's entertainment guidelines and, and why we didn't see vampires just straight up biting people to turn them into vampires. They do it. Yeah. They have an interesting twist on that for that episode, but we can Ooh. save it for later. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Well, this episode is pretty, I mean, it's pretty fun. I like this setup is kind of basic, but then it goes to some places I wasn't expecting. So for this, this was the first time that I've watched this episode. IMDb summarizes it really briefly in one sentence and says, Dr. Frankenstein steals the powers of the super friends for his monster to use. That's part of it. But to break it down just a little bit further in what happens in this episode, Dr. Frankenstein wants revenge on the citizens of Transylvania for souring his great-great-grandfather's name. Meanwhile, on the other side of the earth, at the Hall of Justice, Very Batman, good. Robin, Wonder Woman, Superman, goddamn Gleek, uh, are all, all there at the Hall of Justice working on the Bat plane, and they get the call that... Uh, Frankenstein, like Frankenstein's monster is just like destroying Transylvania. And let me say destroying (laughs) breaks into a restaurant, turns a a table over and then very gently sits a man nicely on a beam and then exits said restaurant. But then he goes out and he flips a horse drawn carriage with a woman inside and causes some real havoc. But they need the super friends to go and save the day, which then becomes a trap because Dr. Frankenstein 
gets Batman and Robin, then gets Superman and Wonder Woman, and he evolves his monster into a monster that I like to call Super Wonder Bat. Stein. Oh, yeah. Okay. Super Wonder yeah. Bat Stein, yeah. who somehow has the top half of Batman, the bottom half of Superman, and Wonder Woman's lasso. And gauntlets. Like, not, <laughs> and, yeah. like, not if any of her physical shows up, right? It's just right. tools. Yeah. Uh, and, and then now the without their power, so the power is transferred into this new monster. So these super friends... They need to figure out without their powers, how can they stop this monster? Robin, of course, Save who, the who, then, who then basically gets gets a power transfer and he and that like, grows into monster size and has all these all the superpowers and helps save the day. Now, that is an abbreviated version of this episode. Garrett, um, have you seen this before? I this was the first time I had seen this particular okay. episode. And what do you think? Um, Oh, I thought it was great. I thought it was a great one. Um, a number of things stand out. You know, one, this iteration of Super Friends has a pared down roster compared to some of the earlier seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even from the pared down roster of this season, it's further pared down. You don't have the Wonder Twins present. You don't have Aquaman present. For some reason, they have ventured onto Atlantis, leaving Gleek behind. Um, ah, take under the. You. Yeah, under the less than eyeful supervision of the remaining super friends. So they just allow yeah. him to like monkey around, huh, monkey around <laughs> uh, with the junk pile and, and build his own little plane. Um, but what was really interesting is Robin actually has something to do. Like he does. the story hinges on Robin. It's it when you get down to it, it's a Robin episode. It's it, and it you fits, don't get a lot of that. It fits Batman animation for sure, because Batman is pretty important to this episode. But I 100 percent agree with you of much like the, you know, in Batman, the animated series. Um, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I'm forgetting the Robin origin story two parter. Uh, Robin's reckoning. Robin's reckoning. Thank you. It's a Batman series. Batman's important, but Robin's the star of that story. Yeah. Much like here, too, which you wouldn't ne- I wouldn't have necessarily expected going in. Well, so you've I've got basically you've just got the Trinity. What you already said well, you've got the <laughs> Trinity, right? You've got Superman, yeah. Batman, Wonder Woman. And it's Robin who has to save the day. Like there's mm-hmm. the old switcheroo, right? Yeah. Like not right, only is go. he not super powered, uh, except for in this episode, but he's also the youngest member. Who's the sidekick? And the sidekick gets the feature role here. I thought it was also interesting to note um, this takes place in the current day. So this is the descendant of Dr. Frankenstein, who was not located in Transylvania in, you know, either the Mary Shelley source material or any other iteration we can find but for some reason this is in transylvania um we don't need to get into like any sort of cancel culture conversation but i also thought the depiction of dr frankenstein was a little bit strange because he seems to be he should be like a german scientist really Mm -hmm. um or a transylvanian scientist he seems to be some sort of asian character in the in in the facial description and facial hair uh, but doesn't have that accent. Like he almost looks like, um, oh gosh, who's the samurai? Uh, ah, that shows up in later seasons of Super Friends. This is where I always get myself. Oh, in damn, where's Ryan Haas? We need a, a Haas line on podcast. I don't know <laughs> that I don't have the answer. But it almost looks like the the sort of character design for what would become that samurai. Interesting. I mean, maybe we've evolved as storytellers in the. It's 40, just samurai. 
Well, yeah. So you weren't wrong from the get go of Samurai later on. And it uh, looks just like Dr. Frankenstein. Well, and there you go. Uh, I thought it was interesting. I actually looked up to see what the the cast or the the voice of sorry about that buzzer uh the voice of dr frankenstein because to me he sounded like the burger Meister from santa claus is coming to town the ranking ambassador oh. special but it was not but i swore it sounded just like uh he was voiced by stanley ralph ross uh see that's all over the place because i could have swore it was also gore but he's listed as gork in this, yeah. his, and I'm like, that's got to be Gore because, like, like Igor, Igor, right? But then, why? Would, yeah, Gore. So I think it's just a typo what I found online. In fact, um, it wasn't. I I had to listen to for that name a couple times because I thought the um I thought the actor doing Doctor Frankenstein was maybe just doing an accent where the e before in front of mm. Gore just wasn't emphasized. But no, they yeah. just call him Gore through the ref, the rest of the the show. Mm. Well, good because it should be Gore because I get that that makes total sense. Um. Let's see. The other, the usual cast is returning of Danny Dark as Superman, um, Olin Sewell as Batman, Shannon Farnan as Wonder Woman, and Casey Kasem as Robin. With uh, Frank Welker, I can't find what he did, in but he's listed at the end of the episode with other, you know, voice the voice cast list. And Frank Welker is Fred from Scooby Doo, like everything Scooby Doo except for the live action Freddy Prince. And the recent Scoob, Frank Welker, does the voice of Fred. So there you Fred. go. Uh, and yeah, those are those are the like, really notable notable credits for this. So yeah, I'm with you on. I thought this was act, like it was a lot of fun. There's a fun, nostalgic, lighthearted vibe with like the look of of this kind of animation, especially when they go with the you know the quote unquote creepy because they do a lot of blending of like purple and blue. Scooby-Doo yeah. did that with all of their scary sets and stuff. And I really love that touch of always just going with, you know, not doing black, going purple and blue. And it gives us, it gives a little bit of style, really old school. And of course, castle on the, on the, on the hill. And then a lot of, of lightning down, strikes, lightning, there's rain all over in this episode, all and the Transylvania itself and how people are, you know, it's 1970s, but still in that era, it's like people are still dressing in the 1800s. Yeah, um, and there's horse-drawn carriages in the streets. <laughs> exactly. And then here comes Batman flying in the Batplane. Yeah. I mean, there, there's an era for you, right? But like all of that just adds a little bit to the charm, I think. And as I'm exploring, and I think I got to do the Super Friends series broken up too. Uh, I, can't, I can't sit and watch it. I can't binge it for me because I could start to be like, okay, this is starting to get too silly. But I really enjoy an episode here, then an episode there, then an episode here. And Having watched this, and the last time I watched the Super Friends episode was for the first the episode that Haas and I talked about. Like it, it just ended up being a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, I think they're a ton of fun. It, it's sort of um, I use this analogy a lot. It reminds me of like the Pepsi versus Coke challenge of the late eighties or oh, early nineties, yeah. <laughs> where um, in the taste test, the subjects were given like a small amount of both. And small amount of both, Pepsi won. So then Coke was like, we need to change our formula. And they created new Coke, which was a huge failure because it turns out like when you drink a whole can of that stuff, it's just too much, too too sweet. Mm-hmm. Ryan Lauer probably wouldn't think it's too sweet. He likes no, it sugar on sugar. Well, I need to ask you, uh, let's pretend for a second that you do drink soda. Are you Pepsi yeah. or Coke? Oh, I'd be a Coke guy. Adam, boy. Yeah. 
Still, yeah. I'm still a Coke guy. Get right. a, get me a Coke in a glass bottle or a Mexican Coke with you know what sugar and You know what they'd syrup. say down in, in Bill territory? All right, what kind of Coke? Yeah, and I'd take a, a Coke Coke. Yeah. A Coke Coke. Right. Yeah. Coke 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 classic. Yeah. Um, but like you can't binge the Pepsi. Too sweet. Yes. Can't binge Super Friends. There it is. Too, too lighthearted. Look at that. Now, Coca-Cola. <laughs> that's Batman the animated series. Give me a two liter of that. Yeah. I'm crushing it. I'm with it. There you go. I like that. But both very good for what they are, right? Exactly. And, I, and, and, and that's, I think that's the, what makes this fun for me is the accessibility level. You know, I, we fairly conservative parent when it comes to content, my kids view, but I love sharing these superheroes with them. Um, and I like to do the seasonal thing, right? We watch the mm-hmm. Halloween spooky stuff. Um, um, but not too spooky you know, like nightmare before Christmas might be about the, the ceiling, the old grub household. Um, but this, uh, creates a great entry point for young viewers to be able to have fun with these characters, have fun with the seasonal type themes, mm-hmm. uh, but not have it be too much, right? Like it's a yeah. big, scary monster. And why is this monster scarier and better and more dangerous than any monster, or any Frankenstein's ever created in the past? Well, he seems to be like remote controlled in this one. Like, yeah, this Dr. Frankenstein has a little microphone that he speaks into and the bolts on the side of the neck, I think, are the receptors. So you can give him some direction, like come back to the castle now. We're setting a trap, right? And he's like, and goes back to the castle (laughs) until, of course, this Dr. Frankenstein isn't satisfied, right? He wants the, the biggest, best monster ever which is like this sort of like putty body that he transfer transfers. Yeah. Complete putty. Right. Transfers the, 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 the um, Trinity's powers into, or just gives them the lasso and gauntlet of, of the woman of the group. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if that, that fly today. What I did like, and I don't remember the exact terms that Batman used, but he definitely implied it. it's almost like because Batman is human, his strengths are realistic and humanistic. It's like almost like took his smarts, took his intelligence and, and his, his intellect. Wit. Yeah. And it's like, that's, Hey, even in this, in 1979, it was very much prevalent there of that's true to Batman's character in his form. Let right. Superman have the super strength and Wonder Woman, the super strength and Superman, the, the laser eyes and stuff. Let him have that. Cause that's also part of his character trait. So I liked that they, you know, they dove, they didn't get too ridiculous, which is funny to say about this episode specifically. Because it's pretty ridiculous. In, yeah, in in the Batman character. And so I, I did, I really like that, but I I do like what they did with Robin here and giving giving Robin the spotlight for a little bit. The one yeah. to help break, to break it up, to break out at the castle and help Batman and get the, the Trinity out of there to, you know, the Austrian the Austrian Research Institute, because obviously that's their energy right. research institute. And then he gets his own powers to stop. So I don't it's, it's fun. It's fun to see a super powered Robin. He's beefed up a bit, right? And mm-hmm. he's going toe-to-toe with this monster. It was kind of interesting to me that um so the majority of the powers, which seems like all of any superpowers or super intellect was transferred from Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman to this new monster, leaving them basically defenseless. But then, like, there was just enough left in the tank that they can create one super-powered Robin on top yeah. of it. Like, and, and they <laughs> That's kind of how it always about, works out, huh? 
they kind of talk about like, hey, there's this they introduce like this ticking clock at the end of the episode. They have to beat the new monster and get everybody back in their spots to get the powers back to the extra now depowered super friends before they, I don't know, you know, become zombies or die or whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I know. I don't know what what's really at risk here other than right. they didn't really define a Right. The deadline is the deadline. And that's what's pushing us towards the, you know, the resolution of this episode. <laughs> Can you imagine you're like a little kid and watching this too? And you're like, they've only got five minutes. And like, then your parents be like, until what? And, until five minutes is up. Yeah. Until like, the end of the episode. <laughs> so I, but, but I don't, it's so easy to accept too. I don't care. I don't okay. care. He's got five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> this is fun. This is a fun yep. episode. Go Robin, go. And he does. And then you kind of get the, the little bit of humor at the end. It's like, it sure is great that we have everybody's powers back to where they belong. And Robin's like, I, for one, kind of enjoyed having superpowers. It's like, ah, ha, ha, Robin, you <laughs> silly child. Hey, you. meanwhile, where's Gleek? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's flying around, almost crashing into the pyramids for some reason. Because that Garrett, guy, Nat's system any- is broken. I don't know anything about this Gleek character. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. Always as annoying. Oh, like, sure. That was obnoxious. That was cringe to me. And maybe maybe I'm missing out because he's a beloved character or something. I don't know. But oh, no. God, I did not like this Gleek thing. I bet uh, Grant Morrison <laughs> could do something awful with him. You know, like some sort of some sort Mitchell of Spicklick, uh, psychedelic history. Gleek. Yeah. The new Trinity. Yeah, uh, Gleek is something else. <clears throat> um, you know, animation of this era love to have the cutesy animal sidekick for the for the kiddos to to enjoy. Oh, Scrappy Doo! Right, Scrappy Pete's this favorite. Gleek, Gleek was pretty bad. Sorry, give me who okay. doesn't like an adorable monkey, but this guy sucks. Um, how do you screw up an adorable monkey? I don't you know. You make man. him not ador- not adorable and very annoying. So right. Uh, you said you watched this with the uh, the kiddos. Oh yeah. Okay. And what was this their first time? Oh well, yeah, first it had to be. time it was their it. first time probably there. So yeah. how did they react? They loved it. They thought it was nice. great. Even even my oldest, my ten year old, uh, you know, was fixated and enjoyed mm-hmm. it. So and in some of these super friends things, every once in a while, you know, he'll want to push back and say, no, let's watch, you know, Superman the animated series or Batman the animated series, something a little bit more skewing to mm-hmm. ten to twelve to thirteen year old maybe. <laughs> Dad, I'm um, getting older now. I, yeah, I don't know if you series. know this. Yes. If you don't know if you know this, uh, I outgrew my old shoes. I'm becoming yes. quite the man, you know? <laughs> so, um, but it was, I mean, he was, he was aboard for it and, and really enjoyed it. All the boys enjoyed it. And then of course, immediately, I always forget when I show them superhero content, the next thing they want to do is run around the house and argue about who gets to be what superhero. Ah, um, and yeah. and uh, and the older boys try to make this is typically my three oldest uh, try to assign Wonder Woman uh, on uh, Benjamin, who's five. And, uh, <laughs> you know, some some outdated maybe gender norms on, oh, you have to be Wonder Woman. I'm like, listen, yeah. Wonder Woman, take out Batman if she really wanted to. I mean, oh, maybe people would argue against that. Most likely they would. But you know like don't mm-hmm. d- wonder woman's no slouch benjamin you'd be just proud you wear your lasso with pride, <laughs> yeah man. got a lasso it's yeah. pretty sweet and an invisible jet so gauntlets. come on it's, it's some good stuff and the gauntlets yes all right let's just go ahead and ask if there's a a part in this that yeah why not let's say like your favorite what stuck out to you the most you know i think i like the whole episode we talked to we talked quite a bit about robin 
Um, but what I enjoyed the most or what I thought was pretty cool, uh, aside from the weird um, visuals with Dr. Frankenstein, was just that opening set piece of what is really, whether it's Gore, Igor, Gork, uh, but Dr. Frankenstein in Igor bringing this monster to life in a real deal, classic feeling, universal monster way, right? They're in the castle. There's a storm outside. It's dark. They rate, they open, you know, this hatch at the top of this tower. There's lightning rods that go up. The creature's electrocuted. They lower it. He comes to life. The, the creator is shocked by the, by the creation itself. And then, you know, he attacks the village. Like that's classic feeling. They, they, mm -hmm. they nailed that to kind of set this up as super friends really meet Frankenstein or Frankenstein's monster, as opposed to a super friends episode where Frankenstein's monster just happens to show up and it could be Solomon Grundy or it could be whomever else in mm -hmm. that monster role. Like that, that really set it in as this is a Frankenstein story. Look where we're drawing our creative influences. We're going to do the things we're going to do because it's 70 super friends, but that's the basis and starting point. I thought mm -hmm. that was just really smart. Midwest brain. Oh, nice. I, I love that too, because I just, I love setting, setting the scene. And even though it's supposed to be 1979, it looked like 1800s Yeah, in Transylvania for some reason. I don't care. It's a big old castle on a hill. And then down below is an old timey village and a monster wreaks havoc on it. Give me all of that in a storm at for night. this for this type of story. It's more important that it feels right more than it makes sense. Exactly. Yep. And Super Friends doesn't I, it doesn't require except maybe that episode that we talked about before fear itself um, that goes deep. Yeah, it's it doesn't require you to have to go deep. Just sit back, enjoy the ride. And yeah. that's that's what I did with this one, not knowing what to expect. So I really look forward to visiting the the mummy and the dracula episodes probably the dracula more because the mummy maybe an animated version of the mummy will be will be more fun because like the actual like the mummy the monster those movies i think are a bore so we'll see we'll see what i think about the cartoon I don't know. You know, Brendan Fraser isn't going to be in this to bring all the the. Oh well, then to hell with it. Yeah, yeah, it's almost. <laughs> I don't like, know how he how old he would have been in 1977, but he might have been born. Uh, he's probably was born. It's probably a 72 baby, something like that. Wow! If I talk just slow enough, just slow enough probably... to a little backward, because I think that was the reason the Tom Cruise mummy movie failed, right? No, Brendan Fraser. He would have been eight years old. There you go. That's perfect age to voice any character in that episode. So, right. All right. Well, here's the hope. And if we ever get to that episode on Batman, animation, Brendan Fraser, Fraser some <laughs> strange twist of fate was in that mummy iteration yeah. as well. Oh, uh, that'd have been great. Uh, do you have any, any, anything final to say before we just go ahead and wrap this puppy up? Uh, I think it was smart to not include Aquaman in this. Cause I'm wondering what kind of weird fish gills would have been put uh, on this monster and how they could have the monster know, could have just been silly. Some scene in a lake. Silly. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 for, it took it from being grounded and realistic to just pushing yeah. the envelope. You know, they dive, they dive underwater and Robin also has Aquaman's powers. And now they're like calling forth legions of fish to fight. Mm -hmm. Actually, now that, now that I say it, Maybe they should have done that, but <laughs> you know, whatever. I think the limited cast helps you focus. Yeah. Yes. Where's the plan, Warner Brothers? Yeah. <laughs> Why haven't we announced a sequel to this? God, David Zasloff. <laughs> He's not. He doesn't respect animation. No, he doesn't. We know that. Yeah, we, we know sure that. Do. It's it's scientific fact. <laughs> I. Yeah, it's. I'm. 
nothing else to say other it was just fun uh they they reduced the super friends as a whole to an appropriate number i think to where there was enough to say it's the super friends sure meet frankenstein and not have it too many characters and not enough frankenstein so yeah it kept it going it was a nice a fun little 20 minute episode Batman and friends taking on a monster, not just friends, super, super friends, friends. not just super friends, the world's greatest, the, wor- super friends. <laughs> the world's greatest. Super friends. That's, that's what it is. It's like that, that old toy of, you know, it's Batman, but then you open it and there's a smaller version. It's the world's greatest super friend or no yeah. super friends you open that up. And then it's just the world's greatest super friends. You open that up. The super friends meet Frankenstein. That's what this, the, that's how we got there. The Russian nesting doll. Yeah. Man, you got all the knowledge today. KG beast. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me that twist. It's just anyways. Uh Garrett, thanks for hopping on to Batman Animation. Hey, thanks for having me. Sorry yes. I tried to host it right away. It's okay. It's okay. I understand. Usually, I mean, if if I don't chime in with the Batman, the Batman, the Batman, the Batman, the Batman, the Batman, the Batman then it's Garrett. I'm a, hello, the citizens of Gotham. So um, <laughs> this is this is a fun co-hosting deal. We're a package deal right now. Hey. For this. So if you have anything to plug. You want to go ahead and away? Oh, gosh. Um, if you are, are looking for a six-week-old episode of the Batman on Film <laughs> podcast, you can head over to this. Well, you don't have to head anywhere. It's on this very same feed. You can go back and listen to that. Um, if you would like to listen to me talk about fantasy football, you can check me out along with my co-host, Matt Renshaw, the Dynasty Dads podcast. We're sponsored by Dynasty Trade Calculator. If you're ever looking, if you're in a dynasty league, trying to get some advice on what kind of trade to make or not make, you can head over to that website. You'd follow us at Twitter, uh, on Twitter at Dynasty Dads. And if you just want to interact with me, because I talk about, you know, a lot of Batman, uh, fantasy football, my kids, he-Man and the Masters of the Universe, uh, various uh, memes, whether they be Vikings or Batman related, you can get all my goofy stuff over there. Uh, I am at Garrett Wado. That is at G-A-R-R-E-T W-A-T-O. We can chat it up. So I'm a chatty oh, guy. There you go. He knows He knows how to talk. Okay? Yeah. Uh, mine's simple. Go to BatmanandFilm.com. you find reviews uh, there as well as interviews. Most recently was I got tagged into the podcast and talked to sean murphy so there you go mm. do a do you know what do a double feature of podcasts interviewing robert venditti and then interviewing sean murphy there you go some of the hottest That's creators ever they, right they on the are. feed man right on the feed and then also if you want to hear some more talk about fun batman nerdy things follow my podcast the batman book club at the batman bc on twitter episodes are also posted on batman on film and actually, this man right here, Garrett Greb, has recently been on for it's the Spooky true. Stories Month. So, so go ahead and track that down and, and give it a listen. So, that being said, thanks for listening to Batman Animation. We'll be back soon before you know it, and we'll let announcer Rachel take us out. Thanks for listening to Batman Animation, a BatmanOnFilm.com podcast revisiting the animated TV and film adventures of the Caped Crusader. Follow Batman Animation on Twitter at BatmanAnimation. Follow BOF on Twitter at the Batman on Film. Follow Jet on Twitter at Batman on Film. For Jet and Team BOF, I'm announcer Rachel. Batman on Film, authoritative, definitive, the original, established in 1998. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. 
CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.